0: Welcome to the Rise Higher podcast with your host, Amos, the praying man. Get ready to be uplifted and motivated as we journey together on a path of faith-driven inspiration. In this program, we focus on the power of faith and its transformative impact on our lives. Through meaningful discussions, personal anecdotes, and reflections on belief, we aim to help you discover the strength within you to overcome challenges and achieve your dreams through the power of faith and prayer. Join us on the Rise Higher podcast where your faith becomes the driving force to elevate our lives and create a positive impact on the world. Together we can rise higher in faith and inspire others to do the same. Welcome to the show. Thank you for making it to the show today. I really do appreciate your energy. I appreciate the fact that you're listening to these words and that you're seeking a new connection with our Father above. As is a custom on the show, I want to open it by praying and praising the name of our Father. See so if you can, take a deep breath, relax, as we embark on this journey for the next hour. Let's open our heart and our prayer as we say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. 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 Such beautiful words of inspiration. These prayers, these beautiful prayers, are contract between our Father and us. They are not just praises. These prayers, when said correctly, with intention, with good energy, with love, teach us and guide us to a better future—a future that is blessed by our Father. That is. A future that is going to make us smile and love and is going to make us live in faith. When we say these words, we have to say them with purpose. We have to find a way to insert our energy on every single word so it can have purpose. By saying these prayers with your heart, you understand that there's somebody above that loves every single molecule that makes you, every single part of you. You have somebody who's not going to judge you, who's going to love you regardless of who you are. And the only thing that He wants for you is for you to smile. When you say these prayers, we have to also understand that there's actionable items that follow these prayers. As soon as we say, Amen, we stop. We think we are good and we move on. But I say this, behind every single prayer that we say, There has to be action. There has to be purpose to the prayer. Why am I praying today? Why am I praying today? Why am I praying today? It's not just how, it's the why. We usually find ourselves praying when we cannot understand life anymore. When we are so polluted that we don't find any type of direction. We don't find anything that makes us feel But all that can be fixed. All that can be changed in one second. When we say, Glory be to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, a world without end. We understand that our actions, our actions have to further the kingdom of the Father. Our actions that are done with love are a celebration of the kingdom of the father that's why we say as it was in the beginning is now and never shall be but you have to understand that it's not just us saying heaven needs to be infinite timeless but what we're talking about here as well is that every single action that we have your life has such importance to this world that it permeates and nurtures the future of everybody else that you have interacted with. Your actions, even though they are your actions, affect the entire world because it's the energy that we put into this world every single day. When we talk about the Hail Mary, we're talking about grace. We're talking about being blessed. And it says hail mary full of grace the lord is with you blessed you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb jesus if we break that down as well we're talking about loving with grace and grace goes hand by hand with the word humble if you are humble in your actions you will achieve praise, and therefore you will be blessed. And he talks about the fruit of your womb. It's not just talking about Jesus. He's talking about every single thing that you create with your hands is blessed. Everything that it comes from the heart is blessed every meal that you prepare for your loved ones is blessed and that's how we achieve that infinite kingdom of the father it's not just you it's us us as a group have to change our minds we have to be able to be guided again towards the light of the father because we find ourselves being too distracted by social media, we find ourselves too distracted about everything that happens with the government and everything that happens in the world, but we don't find the time to be focused on the work that we need to do with our lives to praise our Father. It is easy to ask for a blessing, but what are you doing to keep that blessing with you Every single day we find ourselves being distracted by the world, yet we don't have or find five minutes to keep touch with our soul and think about our God, our Father above, and how we're going to praise Him through our actions. Some people are blessed more than others, and we find that not fair. And we look at our neighbor, And we say, oh, my God, they have everything else that I want. Why am I not receiving what I deserve? If we keep looking at our neighbor's yard, our neighbor's house and bank account, we're never going to be fulfilled and satisfied with what we have. Because what we have right now is enough for you to understand that you need the love of the Father. You see, we can be blessed with finances. We all want to live comfortably. But what are we doing to bless our neighbor, to love our neighbor, to feel jealous about what the neighbor has, what your brother has achieved, what your sister has made, because you don't do it yourself, is based on fear. Everything negative is based on fear. And we feel fear. Because our faith is not strong enough to withstand the waves of darkness. As we go through life, we have to understand that we have the responsibility with our Father above to live a good life, a clean life, as much as possible. And we think we have time to do that. Even though the kingdom of our Father is infinite, in this world we are not. And what we do in this world is going to let us know what we are in heaven. And when we think about it like that, we understand that we might not have as much time as we think we have. That's why it says, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Why is that so important? Because this time that we spend on this globe is finite it ends so what are you doing with that time if you know that there's life after death if you know that you want to be in the kingdom of the father why are you not doing the things that you're supposed to do to be in the kingdom and you're only trying to get in the kingdom through forgiveness a last ditch effort during your last whisper Hopefully, you'll find heaven. That's why they say the road of a good man is perilous. It's difficult. Because you earn heaven, heaven is not just given to you. And although our Father loves us, we call Him Father because He also teaches us how to be better. And it's up to us to realize what we need to do to be better. I know at this moment, when you're listening to this, you're asking yourself, but how can I get that light that is going to guide me? And I'm going to tell you right now, at this moment, that light is inside of you, in your heart. And sometimes we go through life doing everything else, hurting everybody being selfish and proud that our heart stops telling us what's good and what's bad. How can we reignite our heart? That is the main question. How can we reignite our heart through the power of faith? And that's why this this podcast is aimed to motivate through faith. If we motivate through faith what we mean is that we're going to act as if everything that I do is related to my relationship with my Father. His aim to motivate you in such a way that your faith will be strong. And we're discussing how things are are meant to be said like this prayers, So you can have a base, a foundation in which you can build up a new self. Just so you can be worthy of heaven. And I understand we're not perfect. I understand that we make mistakes. Because we are not as wise as we think we are. We are going to make mistakes. But we're supposed to learn from those mistakes. We're supposed to be better from those mistakes. But when we do things with the heart, we also understand through those mistakes... What can we do better so we cannot make them again? We understand those mistakes in such a way that are going to teach us what we need to be taught in order to find the light, in order not to feel lost. We need those mistakes. We need those trials and tribulations so we can learn what our Father is trying to teach us. And either you can be a good child and do and try to do things so the lessons are not as or you can keep hitting yourself on that wall over and over and over until you cannot get up again because the lessons have become too hard. If you continue acting with pride, with anger and being selfish, those lessons will get harder every single time. How many times do you have to be knocked on your feet to learn that you have to seek faith. How many times do you need to learn those lessons for you to understand that everything that you do needs to be based in love? You have to live in faith. You have to love in faith. You have to praise with faith. And as we go through our lives, and earth keeps spinning, we witness things that happen that teaches us that we have no control here. We have no control of the world. And we think we have control in our households, and we think we have controls in the car, and we think we have control at work because we have a good position. But we cannot control anything. I have seen the mightiest of men being thrown into poverty one week to the next because they lost their job or because they got sick. I have seen entire families go from living in a good house to not having anything in one day. To seek shelter with somebody else in one day. Because they were too proud. Because somebody was too selfish. I have seen the strongest cry when they find themselves without options. How long can we keep being like that? How long can we find ourselves being too proud to let God immerse in our soul so He can guide us to the destination that is going to give us heaven itself. The lessons that we learn every single day when you live a good life, they're so profound that it rewires everything that is you. The divine water is given to you as a way for you to wake up, to nurture your system, to make you feel better, to make you feel closer to our Father, And that divine water comes from the positive influences that you have in your life. It's not just water, although drinking water is good for you. Divine water is the positive influences that you have, your faith, the messages that are given to you by the Father on your everyday life. How can we get that light? How can we get that divine water every single day? How can we drink more of that water every single day? We find ourselves thirsty for hope, for inspiration. We are frustrated. We are tired. We find ourselves with depression, trying to fear depression with pills. We're trying to find happiness with alternative methods. Rather than sit down and think about the things that we do wrong. Find the lessons that we needed to do. Do better as for forgiveness, not just from the Father, but from the people we offended. And try to do better the next day. Believe me, there's going to be one day that there's not going to be a next day for you. So act as if today is your last day. Time is not infinite for you. Don't hold those grudges too long because they are your time. We understand that we have a responsibility with our loved ones and with ourselves to be a better person. And that's why we seek faith. That's why we seek love. We want love to be given to us. We want good things to happen to us. We want to be happy. But we gotta understand that we have to go through these hardships in order to understand it makes us stronger as we go through our life. We have to learn how to make our decisions with our heart and that does not make you weak in any way if anything makes you stronger there's going to be people that take advantage of you there's going to be people that are going to hurt you there's going to be people that are going to abuse you and offend you and those are the people that are guided by darkness there's many of them way more than you can count yet we have to learn through these experiences through the power of praying we have to be able to find that strength in our soul. So those people that influence us in those ways that keep us away from the path of righteousness, we have to be able to find the strength to keep them away, to cut those relationships, to switch and adapt. Like a river, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, speaks of life, speaks of your life, your past, the present and your future. The past influences the present and your future. And it cannot be changed. It cannot be changed. We have to come to terms with that aspect. And we can let the past affect the present and the future in a negative or in a positive way. We can let the past dictate our decisions and how many walls we put around our heart so it's not broken again and keep us enclosed and static. Enclosed and static, motionless. The dark ones want that. They want you to stay put. They don't want you to learn. Learn implies action, implies you being mobile to learn and experience new things. Us humans learn through experiences. And in order to have new experiences, We have to move forward with our lives. Being static, being in a permanent state of stasis, is what they want. They don't want you to progress. They don't want you to learn how to love. They want you to keep living in the past so you don't learn new things so you can be better. They want you to stop the process of growth so you remain the same. And they tell you, Get the house, get the car, get the job. That's life and that's happiness. It is not. Money is not happiness. That car is not happiness. It can wreck any day. That job is not happiness if it's something that you don't like doing. They want you to stay put, immobile, so you don't learn new things, so you don't learn about how to be closer to the Father. They want you to waste your time. That's why every single thing that is put in our phones, like social media, everybody's on TikTok, everybody's on Instagram, doing everything that they can do in order to be influential. And I understand the need of being that. I do. But these things are designed to keep you in place. Nobody teaches you about faith the right way. Nobody teaches you to pray the right way. Nobody teaches you to understand yourself the right way and to forgive yourself so you can move on from the things that are keeping you put. Nobody's teaching you how to break those chains that are keeping you because of whatever action you did before and it stops your growth. That's what they want. That's what they are designed to do. And the things that they design are meant. To keep you in place. God is light. God is motion. The universe itself is not static. He didn't make it static. He made every single one of us. From the tiniest molecule to the biggest star in the universe. Move. So that we want to spend another day in that couch. So we spend another day holding that crutch and being pissed off, and being unsatisfied with our efforts? Or do we learn and we accept defeat, temporary defeat? We lick our wounds and we move on with our lives to be better, to do better, to be more receptive. Motion is meant to propel you to happiness. You got to live in faith to achieve happiness. In order to live in faith, you have to get rid of everything that is keeping you in place. Everything that is preventing you from you to smile. Everything that is preventing you from having the patience to understand others, to love others, and more importantly, yourself. So we talk about motivation. We talk about things that keep you in place. We talk about energies that keep you in place. They want you to stay mad. They want you to stay angry against the world. They want you to be frustrated. They want you to be exhausted so you don't move. They want you to be exhausted with everything that you do in your life so you don't have energy to pray, so you don't have energy to be a good man. So you can take the easy way out every single time because you're too exhausted to look for the righteous path and follow the journey that is going to get you to heaven. That's what they want. The complete opposite of what the Father wants for you. He says, I want you to smile. I want you to move and learn and experience. And I want you to understand others. And I want you to love others, don't be too enclosed, don't be too afraid, because I have your back, I got your back. It tells you to move forward without fear, because there's nothing to fear. When you are with Him, when we stay in place frozen in time, when we stay secluded from the world, when we don't talk to anybody else, when we don't trust anybody else, when we waste our time with everything else, but what we need to do in order to progress, then we are wasting every single day. We are wasting every single second and every single hour that God gave us with the miracle of life. And when that happens, they win. When that happens, they win. Their mission is not to hurt you. The only thing they have to do is suffocate you. They want you to be exhausted. They want you to be gasping for air. They want you to be thirsty. They want you to be without energy. They want you to be lazy spiritually. I have met people with special needs that are preventing them from move forward physically that are way, way more advanced spiritually than me. And they have shown me so many other things. And they have been a source of inspiration. And that's why God says through the experiences of your life and through the Bible and through your prayers, it says, be humble and learn from everybody else. The moment you think you, you know everything, and you're on top of everybody else, guess what? You become motionless. There's nothing else to look forward. And that's, again, you becoming sad. Then you start wasting your precious seconds. I have met people in worse conditions than me, with stronger faith than me, and have served as persons of influence in my life that drive me to have a better understanding of my own faith. And that's why helping others, meeting others, getting in contact with other people is going to keep you moving. Don't let the limitations that you have prevent you from reaching out. Don't let the limitations of time and place prevent you from praying. Don't let the limitations that are designed to keep you static prevent you from praising The kingdom of heaven, as it was in the beginning, is now and and ever shall be a world without end. A world without end, infinite, through your actions, like ripples in the water, you affect everything else. Don't let yourself be static, and don't make others static. Sometimes we become static because we don't let others move. We have learned what we have learned and we have experienced what we have experienced and we try to transmit that to our loved ones and we try to control the other ones and stop their experience, their life experience and their personal journey and we pull the reins on them so they don't get hurt like we, like we got hurt and they don't get scratched and they don't experience the things that we experience. We don't let them learn what they need to learn because we're fearful that they're going to get hurt. And we make them become emotionless and therefore dissatisfied with their life. And we especially do that with the children. See now how most of those teenagers now, they're looking for some type of outlet, especially kids, especially young adults. They're full of energy. And the only thing we do is stop them from moving and experiencing life. Because we're too fearful. And yes, do not confuse protection with being fearful. Life is going to happen regardless. We cannot control the world, which is what I was saying before. The world is a is a brutal place. It's beautiful. But sometimes it can be very, very cold. And things will happen. And you cannot prevent every single harm from come to your kids and your loved ones. You cannot just hold their vein. So you can say that you're the hero and protect everybody. You have to let them live. So they can experience what they need to experience. So they can have their individual brand of faith. So they can become stronger. Be there when they need help. Be there when they need an advice. Be there to guide them and be their light. And the purpose of you being in a position in which you can guide others is to make them and set them forward, set them in motion so they can also understand where they come from and and where they are headed. So by the time you're not there, they can be self-sufficient. There's a passage, a very famous passage in the Bible that talks about uh, fear and becoming static and anxious and fake. And it's Matthew 14, Jesus walks on the water. It's a story that shows us that when we succumb to the fears, we become motionless. And therefore, we sink and we become afraid and we fear for our future. So it reads just a part of it. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, he was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves, because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. And they said, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water, said Peter. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed on Gennesaret. And when the men of the place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. All the surrounding country. People brought all of their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak and all who touched it for you this is very powerful it tells you right there and then if we had the faith if we have no other distractions aka the waves and the wind we would be able to achieve our destiny and get closer to god but we let those distractions keep us at bay keep us afraid keep us passive so we're not able to reach out our final destination. When Jesus said take courage, it is I don't be afraid. He's telling you that if you look and focus on your goal set by God himself you're not going to let anybody else distract you. You're not going to let anybody else affect you and if they hurt you You will heal and get up because your faith is going to carry you through the worst times the bad and the worst right and then he says come come to me when peter got done out of the boat and walked on the water he was able to walk on the water for a brief moment because his faith was that strong but he let himself be distracted by everything that is unknown to him. He got distracted by the wind because it was too rough. He got distracted by the water because of what he thought the water was. And he began to sing, pray. For that moment, he was weak. But even Peter, in his, in his weakness, he kept his aim towards, even if he was being brought down, even though he was feeling fearful, when he tried everything he could done with his physical body, he said, Lord, save me. And that's what we need to do. Lord, save me implies that he was humble enough to know that he couldn't get out of that situation by himself. Therefore, he knew that everything needs to be done by faith. He says, Lord, save me. And Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. And like a good, good brother, he said, You of little faith, why did you doubt? You see, the lessons that we learn in life are lessons that we need to experience because it's part of our journey and our destiny. But we cannot doubt that whatever we're given is God's sent. And our interpretation of good and bad is not the same of our father. Because our Father is going to provide us with the lessons that we need to learn, whether they are simple or whether they are hard. He's going to provide us with whatever we can learn, with whatever we can understand at that moment. The tribulations that you had when you were a kid, when you were a teenager, are not the same as the tribulations that you're passing right now in your adult life. But at that time, those tribulations of a teenager seemed like water and you were drowning yourself. And therefore, it teaches us that the water for everybody else is different. We have to be humble enough to say, Lord, save me. We have to accept that we cannot do these things alone. And we will be saved. But we were also going to be reminded to have faith, to not doubt our purpose. Because when we doubt, why are we here on this earth? That's when the distractors and the other things that will make your life a total chaos will come to you. You see, the anecdote of the boat and the ocean and the wind and Jesus, it's telling you how life works out and how life pans out. It's almost like the very beginning stages of faith. In which the boat protects you from the rough winds from the movement of the sea it protects you and you know that you're being nurtured among your congregation among people that support you but what this teaching is also saying is that at some point when your strength and your faith is enough when it has grown Enough When it has grown too wide for the boat to carry. You have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to step out of the boat. And test if your faith is strong enough to withstand what the world is going to bring to you. The uncertainty of life. And when that happens, when you step out of the boat, you are going to fail. You are going to sink. If you continue moving forward, you're able to pick up yourself. Even if you're sinking, even if you are, if your whole body is deep inside the water, you're able to pick yourself up through the power of faith. To keep being focused on God and His teachings and what He's giving you daily so you can learn from the trials and tribulations of life. You see, the boat is is good and it's cozy and it's a good way to be protected and never be hurt. Because us, as humans, we don't like to be hurt. We don't like to be in trials and tribulations because it's a place in which we don't know what's going to happen. It's an uncertain place. We don't know the outcome of these things. We don't know if we're going to win or if we're going to lose. But the lessons of God... Are given to you so you can win sometimes and you can lose sometimes because there's lessons in both spectrums so when we get out of that boat and we gather our strength it's teaching us hey move forward with your life focus on God focus on your faith focus on being strong And your leadership, just by stepping out of the boat, will show others that they can do the same. We're not meant to be keeping that information just to ourselves. We are meant to give it and show others through actions, not just words, through actions that it's okay to step out of the comfort zone. Trials and tribulations are not bad things. They are meant to make your faith stronger. They are meant to build you up what you're worth. They are meant to make you worthy of heaven. Nothing in life is easy. We all know that. We all want to take it easy. Yes, we know that too. But you gotta be willing to make the effort. You gotta be willing to step out of your comfort zone and Move forward. As I said before, we're not meant to be static. We're not meant to stay put. We are meant to experience life outside of the walls of our house, outside of our cocoon. And people are brought to your life to snap you out of it. Whether you need a good person, when you're maybe weak and you need motivation. Or they bring you a bad person that you see as a bad person that is going to instigate you and is going to get you out of your comfort zone, whether you like it or not. And to everybody, we have to be thankful because we learn from that. We're giving the opportunity to others to learn from us as well. But if we stay put and we stay cozy on our cocoon, on that boat, which is wonderful, we are not growing. We are not getting closer to God. That's why Jesus said, come. He didn't say, wait for me, I'll get there. He said, come to me. He's waiting for you as he is now waiting for you in heaven. And yes, like a big brother, when you fail, he's going to remind you that faith is the most important thing, that we cannot doubt our purpose in this life and how we live in our life, we cannot doubt that we're being put here as a miracle itself. We are miracles, each and every single one of us are miracles. Do you know how many things have been put in place through time and space for you to be here? We are worthy of this life. We are worthy of living this life to the fullest if we can only get out of our way. Yes, we start with little faith, Today we have little faith but tomorrow we can make our faith stronger. Today, this very next second, we can make our faith stronger by not taking the easy way out, by not being static, by not wasting our time, by trying to stay healthy, by trying to practice patience with our loved ones and patience with the ones that hate us because at some point that ocean and those winds are going to calm down. And what used to be a big deal now is no longer something that affects you. And that's because you have learned your lesson. You have learned through the experience of life what you need to do in order to overcome the trials and tribulations sent to you. Do not think of trials and tribulations as bad things that stop you from being happy. These are things that are meant to teach you about faith, to teach you how to be stronger against adversity. And sometimes we feel that those trials and tribulations come to us and they only get harder and they only get stronger. But every time you tackle these trials and tribulations with faith, you will be triumphant, regardless of the outcome. Regardless of the outcome, at some point, once we have reached a stronger faith, we'll go back to that boat, and we'll go to the shore, and we'll teach others how to get on that boat, and how to get out of that boat in the middle of the ocean. And that's our journey. We are at the shore, then we travel through the boat of faith, and then we need to step out of that boat in order to test our faith to walk on To do the impossible. To do things and come out victorious where other people fail. And the whole purpose of walking on water and being victorious and being able to reach out is for us to go back to that shore and teach others to get on the boat of faith and to test their faith so they can grow so they can also join in heaven. We read the Bible, we read the passages, and we think that the moment we close that Bible, the moment that we say amen to that prayer, that everything is just going to be fine, and that you're going to be smiling every single day. But we often find that's not the case. We often find that those trials and tribulations come to you regardless. But learn to embrace them, learn to adapt, be like that river that weaves through those stones, And don't let them deter you from building your strength spiritually. Embrace those trials and tribulations. Embrace the places of discomfort. Because through those interactions, that friction, you're being polished to a diamond. Just so you can shine your light onto others. As I said before, we cannot keep this information to ourselves. We are meant to give this information to everybody else. Whoever comes to you seeking help, we have to help. We have to guide. We have to protect the As we also have to protect ourselves. But we cannot confuse protecting ourselves with putting walls so people don't reach out to you just because you might get hurt. That is the process of life. It recycles that. So you can become anew every single time. Don't let those things that defeat you pollute your faith and distract you from where you have to go. Don't confuse getting rest with becoming immobile. Rest is meant to re-energize so you can move forward. We all love to rest, but at some point we need to snap out of it, embrace discomfort again, and set on our day. We are meant to go through this life, through this righteous path. We are meant to go through these things so we can learn about them. And Jesus said, take courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to love. Don't be afraid to get hurt. Don't be afraid to go through the trials and tribulations of life so you can learn about faith. Have the courage to embrace life. Have courage of loving somebody else who needs love. Take courage in forgiving somebody who offended you. So you can move on with your life. And hopefully, they can move on with their life as well. Don't be static. And don't cause others to be static. Don't stop the growth of others for your benefit. Stop being on the shore. And take the first step to be on the boat of faith. And for the ones that are already in the boat. Learn from one another, stop being distracted, and see if you can step out of the boat at some point, so you can test your faith, so you can talk about God in heaven, and you can talk about forgiveness and love without feeling ashamed, without feeling that somebody else is going to tell you something different and it's going to make you feel ashamed for having faith and believing in God and heaven. Because this is an age in which everybody tells you that facts rule the world. They tell you, hey, if I don't see it, it's not there. If I don't hear him, it's not there. If I don't feel him, it's not there. And they're not able to feel him or see him or know about him because they don't allow themselves to be in the know they don't allow themselves to know about these things because they are not ready they are still on the shore in due time they will come around if they keep seeing people come victorious from that boat after testing their faith you see the people that are not believers the people that like to prove with their own facts and their own science that faith is nothing and that God is nothing. These are the most afraid. And instead of chastising them, instead of hating on them, we have to show them through actions, through examples, through our leadership, that it's okay to step on that boat, and that it's okay to go to the ocean and to step out of that boat and see if we can also walk on water. And once we all do that, if we do it enough, We don't have to say a word to them. They'll see their actions. They see the leaders. They'll see with their own eyes the miracle that is having faith. We don't have to tell them anything. We just have to love them and show them the way through our actions. We all have to help each other through our actions. Just like Jesus helped Peter when he took his hand. So don't doubt faith. Don't doubt your destiny. Don't doubt that you're amazing and that you're a miracle itself. You're worth of being here. You're worth of being loved. You're worth of being treated right. And acknowledge that others are also meant to be here with the same conditions. They're meant to be loved regardless of whatever they are and whatever they portray. They're meant to be loved. Their enemies are meant to be loved. The people that hurt you are meant to be loved. They are meant for you to have an interaction with them. So you can show them what faith is all about. It is okay to fail. But it's even better when you get up. It is okay to pause for a second. To gather your strength. To gather your breath. But don't let that become a permanent state, get up and try again, get up and be amazing, get up and teach others about love and about faith, guide others, guide yourself, let yourself be guided if needed, and we're all going to be better. And we all going to be closer to heaven itself. Thank you so much for today. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I truly appreciate your time. And I hope that everything that you do is blessed today. And everything that you do today is going to keep you moving towards heaven. And the kingdom of our Father. Thank you so much for being amazing. Thank you for being who you are. You are love. You are love. You are loved. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the Rise Higher podcast with Amos, the praying man. We hope today's episode has inspired you to keep rising higher through faith. If you've been moved by our discussions and have a story to share, we would love to hear from you. Send us an email at LLC at gmail.com to share your experiences and be part of our community producing this podcast is a labor of love and we remain committed to keeping it free for all listeners if you feel inclined to support us in spreading motivation through faith consider becoming a member for one dollar per month or making a donation through paypal every contribution big or small helps us continue our mission of love remember your faith can move mountains and together we can inspire one another to reach new heights. Stay tuned for more episodes, and always remember to rise higher with Amos, the praying man. God bless.